0: Sadly at this time there are those who are only too keen to take advantage. We spoke to lawyer Margaret Ross who is highlighting the dangers of being scammed, particularly if your elderly are vulnerable and perhaps a little more isolated than usual. Here's Margaret with some good advice. Good afternoon. Now, Margaret, you're a member of the private client team at City Lawyers Balfour and Manson. So you're used to dealing with things like people's wills and all their personal affairs. So I'm guessing that this is why you've highlighted um, the that the incidence of scamming is now more prevalent than usual. Is that, uh, am I right? Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, we Our client base is mainly elderly and vulnerable people, though we have. A good mix but we very often see people who are post retirement and have saved all their lives and are looking for um you know succession planning taking great care over how they're going to draft their will who they're going to leave their money to and how they've structured their finances and the last thing you want to do in those circumstances is have all that ruined by uh, eventually leaving it to a scammer by mistake I suppose this is happening just simply because
0: these scammers have actually got more time and they're at home wondering how they what they can do to get some money out of people. I suppose that's perhaps, perhaps why. What kind of help is uh, out there for people who
1: perhaps have been scammed? Maybe we should deal with them first. Yeah, well the important thing is they can report it. So if There was, um, if the scam was meant to be from HMRC or the bank or the DVLA, they can report it to that organisation because they always like to know what's going on. They can also use the ScamSmart website by the FCA. That's the Financial Conduct Authority, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Um, There's also Action Fraud, which is basically reporting it to the police. And all these organisations like to keep a note of, current frauds and it helps them to um, find out who's doing it and prosecute them so So that would be the first thing to do they also then when they're on that website they can have a look at any other scams that are um, popular and protect themselves by being aware of it so that the next time an email comes in that's a bit stodgy they'll maybe think more carefully about it
0: and of course people who are perhaps in a caring position or are looking after elderly parents or neighbours or somebody, they could just help by having that chat and pointing it out to them that that kind of thing is going on, perhaps without frightening them,
1: of course, that's a different uh, different thing, but just to, to highlight it to them. Correct. To say that, you know, because there's so much going on just now that's unusual, people are not in their usual pattern of doing things Just to be aware that if you are contacted by any organisation, take five minutes, have a look. Does it look like the same sort of, is that the way that that organisation usually contacts you? And if they've got any doubts about it, just to phone someone and ask, Um, but not to click on anything and definitely not to give away bank details or any other personal information. Yeah, particularly passwords. Yeah. No, no, nobody ever asks you for a password online or anywhere else. Yes, they don't. They okay. And if you've got memory problems, which is that's something people on the phone can pray on, leave a note, um, put something by the computer, by the telephone that says, remember to be careful um, and to check that the caller is genuine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much indeed, Margaret, for speaking with us today. That's very helpful. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Reporter podcast. Listen out for more episodes coming soon.